Hello, and welcome to What in Tarnation, Tar Heel Blog's hot take podcast. On this episode, we're going to discuss UNC's season opening victory against Syracuse on Saturday. I'm Tanya Bondurant, and with me as always is Brandon Anderson. Brandon, are you excited to have football back? Aside from the Falcons losing today, absolutely. I, I, I'm here for it. You should just be like me and not care about the NFL, and that way your hopes and dreams can just be tied to Carolina football. That would probably be a wise idea at this point because the NFL brings me nothing but pain. But, hey, you know who doesn't? Carolina, because they won, and it was actually a pretty dominant victory. It didn't look like it at first. No. I mean, they came in 23-point favorites. We all got real excited about it. And for about three quarters, it looked like a bad joke. It very much looked like the Spider-Man meme of, I want your offense to give us the game. No, I want your offense to... Well, you know what I mean. It, it, it was very bad offensively. If you love defense, then it was a great game. But offensively, it was a trash fire. And I guess it's kind of hard to determine how much was like good defense and how much was just bad offense because there was a decent amount of bad offense. There was. But there was um, some good defense. There was good defense. Carolina sacked Syracuse's quarterback seven times. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. It was hard to get a read on this game because I know that Syracuse went into it with a banged-up offensive line. So I like the sacks. I'm not crazy about it yet or, like, in love with it or anything like that. I definitely want to see what happens the next game. Um, but those types of situations, you have to take advantage of them when you can. And I think the fact that Carolina was able to take advantage of it was fantastic. I think there was a lot of rust and it was pretty obvious, but I mean, how could there not be rust considering that these guys got very little time to play over the summer spring game was canceled I mean, it, it's just probably not, like, understandable to think that they could come out firing on all cylinders. And they certainly didn't, uh, Sam Howell included. I think we were all ready for him to just kind of pick right back up where he left off last season. And to some extent, he did. I mean, for having a not great game, he nearly totaled 300 yards. And for a not good game, you'll take that all day, twice on Sunday. But he did have two pretty ugly picks. Yeah. One of which I think I screamed the moment he even, like, thought it in his brain because it was it was rough. Yeah. But, all things considered, they managed to storm back in the fourth quarter, scream. Score 21 points. Cover, which was hilarious. That was super funny. And they get to move on to play Charlotte next week with a win under their belts and hopefully can shake off some more of that rust against a team that they should beat. Yeah. um, One thing I will say about what the offensive or the offense did, just to be 
fair kind of, at least according to what Mac Brown was saying. Basically what he said after the game was that their 3-3-5 defense, there wasn't really a whole lot of film on it, and I think that Carolina just started off the game pretty confused as to what they were getting ready to do. Um, so I can see how that would cause some issues for a bit. But, yeah, in the fourth quarter, they really buckled down and did the thing that they apparently love doing in the Mac Brown era, and that is destroying teams in the fourth quarter. <laughs> One thing I was really glad to see is that Javante Williams is still the dude, and he – ran through some dudes and looked really really good I think when you have two running backs that are both very talented which Carolina does in Williams and Michael Carter it's probably easy to pick a favorite and you probably get a little blinded by that I'm guilty of that for sure because (laughs) Javante is my dude yeah um but seeing him get three touchdowns and pick up you know it just seemed like when they needed a Mack truck he was the Mack truck and and I'm never not going to love that yeah I think what is always interesting when you have two running backs is usually they have two different skill sets Um, Javante Williams is definitely one of those players that will just plow people down and get a bunch of extra yardage Michael Carter I feel like is going to excel in what is being installed in this offense this year and that is a lot of passes out of the backfield um that is something that was prevalent pretty heavy or you know that was there definitely in yesterday's game and near the end that was big yeah I mean he had 60 yards receiving he was the team's second leading receiver Um, But he also had that really long 45-yard pickup on the ground. So I think Carter is really good, like super talented. And I think the best thing about them is that I think they complement each other really well. I think they work well together. I don't think they have the same strengths. So that plays into, you know, if, if you're looking for one thing, you can send one out. If you're looking for another thing, you can send the other out. I think that's kind of the ideal scenario there. So I, I don't want to come across as like hating on Michael Carter because I think he is very, very talented. I am just very uh, partial to Javante Williams and his like bowling ball status as a running back. Yeah, I, I think for me personally, it's definitely a, one of those things where scenar- different scenarios are going to dictate who's getting the, or should get the most burn rather. So it'll it'll be real fun to see exactly who has the better game each and every weekend because I'm sure that there's going to be weekends where Michael Carter is just going completely crazy and then Williams is going to get his so it'll be fun and the same is also true for the wide receivers Uh, yesterday Deami Brown picked up a majority of the yards through the air but, you know, Daz Newsom was big in the return game. Yeah. Uh, there are obviously going to be games where Daz goes off. Uh, but you have two very talented wide receivers. Um, and I think that that can only help things because it gives Sam Howell options. 
I also think that they're better at slightly different things. Um, but seeing that kind of depth and that kind of like, oh, it doesn't have to just go to this one guy or nothing is like a new experience for Carolina football fans as of late because we lived through some bleak times in yeah. the very recent past. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Matt Brown even said it yesterday. It was like their depth was one of the things that was huge yesterday because they could basically go like A team, B team, and the B team was more than capable of holding their own, whereas in even last year it was like, well, we have this one guy, and if he can't go, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a good job of building depth. Um, another thing that he mentioned yesterday in terms of depth is he, there's a, a lot more depth on the defense. Yeah. Um, he was I think ba- that's what I was talking about. Yeah. He was basically saying that he didn't feel like he had to have only the starters out there in order to keep the other team from scoring. And that that's definitely huge because if you do start losing guys to injuries, it'll – it, it won't be so soul-crushing, for sure. And I think that that's probably emphasized here early on in the season where everybody's still kind of getting their legs under them and getting into, like, top shape, being able to, like, rotate guys out, give them a breather, that kind of thing is important. And also, Mac mentioned that yesterday it was super humid and yeah. being able to, like, do give those guys rest when it's still game one and been such like a peculiar off-season lead-up. I think that's huge. Um, One thing that stood out to me as very, like, first game, please fix this soon, was the penalties. Um, They were penalized nine times for 91 yards, and it felt like a lot of those were just, like, ticky-tack mental mistakes. And, again, probably to be expected in your first game, but definitely something that you're not going to be able to withstand in a closer game. I would be very interested to see how many penalties were called just across the NCAA yesterday because I can't imagine that there are a whole lot of teams playing super clean football right now. Um, I might have to do some digging into that later. But, yeah, I I feel like that's the type of thing that you're going to expect when, I mean, Carolina was practicing for a while, had to take some time off. Practicing for a while, had to take some time off. And they're not the only ones. I mean, there's some teams that didn't even play this weekend, NC State. Um, But, yeah, I I feel like this is probably destined to be one of the sloppier seasons that we see, not necessarily because of, you know, the players themselves or coaching. I just think the nature of everything going on, we're bound to deal with some slop. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, it's going to be a challenge, um, especially when things are very, like, Moving at the moment, like games are already getting postponed. I saw that Virginia, Virginia Tech is postponed. That's going to be hard on these guys, and it's like an extra element to deal with that's very out of the ordinary. So, how they deal with that is going to be interesting to watch. I hope people will cut them some slack on some of that stuff because it just can't be easy to 
have everything upended the way that it has been. But I also know that these guys are smart guys and they will handle it in stride as best they can. Yeah. It is worth pointing out that Syracuse was also pretty sloppy. Uh, Eight penalties, 60 yards. So they didn't lose as many yards, but... I'll tell you, near the beginning of that game, I was just like... They kept committing, like, dumb, like, offsides penalties, which is weird for a team playing in an empty stadium. You can't... I mean, the announcer said that it was probably Carolina's, like, clap that was throwing them off, which seems like something you should be able to deal with as an opponent, but, I mean... We've seen it in the NFL. Those claps have thrown people off before. So maybe it's harder to deal with than I'm giving them credit for. (laughs) But um, And also in an empty stadium, that probably is emphasized more because you're going to hear all that stuff even more than you would if there was a crowd of 50-some thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't really given a whole lot of thought to Carolina's cadence before – Yesterday, and it, it is very interesting that that clap cadence would make so many people jump so often. So, it definitely takes some discipline not to bite on that. And who knows, maybe that's something that Howell will be able to use to his advantage as the season progresses. One thing that also was good to see yesterday was that Chaz Surratt definitely picked back up where he left off. Yeah, he had two sacks of the quarterback. Nine total tackles, which led the team. He went down in the first half and all kind of held our breath a little bit. But even though he got hit hard, I think it was more of just like a shaken up thing than anything else, which is good to see because he is incredibly important to this defense. And it has been such a treat watching him like settle into that role. That would have been the most 2020 thing ever if he did not go back into the game. I was ready to just give up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just. It's not meant to happen this year. Right. First game, that would have been terrible. But yeah, it was good to see him pick things back up. Do you feel like that was kind of a quiet, productive day for him? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't feel like he was like overly flashy in what he did, but he just went out there and did it. Um, But I feel like that was kind of the case last year where it was like, I mean, Chester is having a pretty good game, and then you'd look at the stats, and he had made, like, double-digit tackles. Yeah. So more of the same from him. I was also really impressed with Tommen and Tamari Fox. Yeah. Um, Tamari had two sacks himself, and Tommen had one. Um, I think that having both of them, and again, like pretty different players, but um, I I love seeing them together. And I think that they are, I I feel like they're going to have a really good season. Um, I'm excited to see, especially Tamari, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah. It was funny because we were talking about during the game that Tamari is so much bigger than so his much brother. bigger. My goodness, that is a grown grown man. Yeah. Very grown man. <laughs> it it's definitely one of those things where 
you you would have to know that they were brothers because they their body type is very different. Yeah. But Tamari looks like he's ready to wreck some fools, and <laughs> I am extremely here for that. Yeah. I was also really excited to see Storm Duck because yes, I love him. Yes. I love him because he has a great name, but I love him because he's really good, and he had four tackles. Um, all of them were solo tackles, so he was just out there doing the thing. I was excited to see him play, and I think he's going to have a very good season as well. Yeah, he had uh, the four tackles, and then he had a couple breakups too. Um, one thing that I noticed was that he was not losing his receivers very often, if at all. Like He was just there all yeah. the time. He had a really good game. Yeah. And, I mean, I I feel like he kind of got – a little bit of like hype because of the name because it was just like oh this dude's name Storm Duck that's hilarious and amazing <laughs> but like he's really good he's really good so yeah thank you for both having an extremely fun name and also being really good yeah that was one of Fedora's pickups right yeah yeah thank you Fedora <laughs> for that post present of you leaving yeah i mean one of the things that the announcers brought up yesterday that i think is just kind of crazy to think about is that when mac took the job sam howell was committed to florida state yeah and thinking about how different things might have gone last year and i mean even like looking forward if that had not changed It's kind of crazy to think about because so many of our hopes and dreams about what this football program can be kind of started with Sam Howell being the catalyst of all of it. So, I don't know. It's one of those, like, almost butterfly effect things where, like, if one decision is different, then, like, everything is different. And the next two years, well, three years, really, if you go back to last year, look extremely different for Carolina they do and I think the best part about how Howells kind of started everything in terms of recruiting specifically you know just getting the right guys in there is we have gotten even more since we got him um one of the players that we got this year uh Tony Grimes I mean he was a big get uh we have um we have a few people coming in next year, and yeah, like the hits are just going to keep coming, hopefully. And I feel like I feel like it was just all the start of something very good. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of easy to understand why if players see what Mac was able to do with Sam and how well things went in Mac's first season last year, like you want to be part of that, you want to play with Sam Howe you want to get in on what seems to be a very changing culture for the better and that's something that I didn't feel like existed in the last couple years with Fedora Um, it seemed like the people who came in like we appreciate all of them so much obviously but um, it can't have been easy to like look around and deal with some of the frustration that we dealt with as fans but 
it, it seems like it's done a complete 180 turn since then. Like, the guys were having so much fun yesterday. Like, they were holding up the turnover belt to an empty student section. Yeah. I mean, all of that seems like something you'd want to be a part of if you're trying to decide where to go to college. And it's really nice to have that in Chapel Hill again. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I hate about it is that it's basically just out of their control, but there aren't any fans this year to witness that in person and to kind of give them maybe an additional boost of energy. I hate that for them, mm-hmm. but I mean, the fans will be back. The you know they'll keep rolling, and uh, we we will eventually, hopefully, obtain that b- brass ring that we have been reaching for for so many years. Yeah, I mean, last year I felt like Keenan was a very different environment than it had been, and you know, understandably so. And to have that kind of taken away, it's it's got to be an adjustment for them because it's if you're a, an athlete, you feed off of that, and it, it does provide a competitive advantage when it's hard for people to come in and play in front of your crowd. Yeah, uh, and they don't have that this year. But hopefully, um, one of the players tweeted, uh, it was bring your own juice. And hopefully, they figure out a way to do that because, um, unfortunately, we can't be there to do it for them right now. But maybe things will change and that'll be different before too long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So this would probably be a good time for us to go to a quick break. We'll be right back with a couple more things to discuss before we hop off of here. Stay tuned. All right, and we are back. So, Tanya, one surprise that we got today that we were kind of expected to get tomorrow, um, the AP poll came out. Um, Just so you know, we're recording on Sunday here, if you didn't pick up from what I was talking about earlier about NFL football. But um, the poll came out. And Carolina is now ranked the 12th best team in the country. Which is their highest ranking in many, many years. Yes. <laughs> um, one bit of grain of salt we have to take that with. The Big Ten and the Pac-12 were included in the preseason poll. So they probably jumped up a bit by default, but also they didn't lose. So some of that was also earned imaginably, but um, still big news for the program. Um, I, I'm excited to see if they can actually crack the top 10. I do see that the opponents they have coming up are Charlotte, Boston College, 20th ranked Virginia Tech, Florida State, NC State, so on and so forth. And I mean, some of that is so far into the future. I don't feel like it's even worth spending mental energy on right now like i know virginia tech like we mentioned earlier is having trouble with coronavirus um who knows how that will shake out between now and then um state also had their game postponed this weekend because of coronavirus so you know what those teams end up looking like when carolina plays them we can't know at this moment but what we do know is that they will play Charlotte next weekend, and hopefully that'll be, again, like I said, a game where they can shake off some of the rust against a team that they should beat. Um, I know that the last time Carolina 
was ranked pretty well, I believe it was when they were going to take on Virginia Tech at home in the infamous hurricane game. <laughs> so my reaction to them being ranked now is uh, tempered, not because of anything they've done, but because the last time I got real excited about them being ranked, the hurricane came along and we decided to throw it 5,000 times in a hurricane and it ended really badly. Yeah. So um, hopefully no hurricanes hit Keenan Stadium next weekend and we can build off of what is a really exciting ranking for this team and one that I hope they can even continue to improve on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My biggest hope for next weekend is just that they don't end up dealing with what Iowa State dealt with when they lost to Louisiana. Yeah. 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 Um, No. I, huh. You don't want to get ranked 12th and then mess up against a a team like Charlotte. That, That would be bad. That would be bad. So we're just not going to put that energy out there. We're not going to put that energy out there. Um, Yeah. Anyways, um, let's talk some maybe best of the game, worst of the game. Tanya, what was your best of the game? My best of the game was Javante Williams. I was excited to see him just be that wrecking ball of a running back. Three touchdowns, obviously huge. We needed them. Excited to see it. Excited to see what he does this season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm going to give mine to Storm Duck. Um, just kind of caught me off guard for one. And two, I just feel like the defense needs a player like him to step up this year, hopefully stay consistent in his play, um, disrupt the off- the opposing offense, as needed i i just i'm really excited to see what he's able to do and really the entire defense um i had my concerns about the defensive line and things like that and for now it's not really a concern because they had a bunch of sacks yesterday but once again grain of salt the offensive line for syracuse was bad so hopefully you know it wasn't strictly because of that and they can keep things moving my worst of the game was the special teams. Mm. It was painful. Yeah. There were just so many cringe moments. The muffed punt was bad. A lot of things that could have given Syracuse a chance to well did give Syracuse a chance to score points but they just refused to take it um but not every team is going to be that generous so really got to clean the special teams up I think it was a year ago when our colleague Al Hood said that special teams would cost them a game yeah and I think he was right I think that did happen Mm -hmm. um I hope that history does not repeat itself because yesterday was ugly yeah that was rough to watch um i feel like my worst of the game might be just to mix things up the offensive line um it it wasn't bad 
but it wasn't great. I mean, there's definitely moments where I was just like, I don't know that Sam Howell is going to survive this season. And then things like the fourth quarter happened. Um, And I know that they're like baby banged up right now. Um, I think they're supposed to be getting a Zundu back at some point. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. So it, it, it can get better. I'm not, I don't say worst of the week as if I am super down on the offensive line, but it definitely isn't, it, it's not doing Sam Howell any favors in kind of getting things going so far, but it'll get better. It's early. I mean, Aside from the special teams, I feel like anything that you put as worst of was going to be nitpicking. There yeah. was just not a lot that was bad. Um, you can say, like, the penalties, we already covered that. Special teams was kind of glaring. But other than that, I feel like there were not a lot of things that you could really say were terrible uh, in yesterday's game. But we have to pick something, so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to complain much when you win 31-6. Right. (laughs) Brandon, would you like to tell the people where they can find you online? You can find me at THB Brandon. I am at Tanya Bondurant. We will be back next week to cover what will hopefully be a 2-0 start for the Tar Heels. But until then, go Heels. Go Heels.